Today's daf is daf Chav Vav, page 26, and we're going to have a Mishnah daf. We're going to have three uh, separate Mishnayas discussing um, various parts of the Avaidah that we've been focusing on as well. So the first Mishnah is going to discuss the third and fourth lotteries. As we explained, there's four times where the Kahanim gather together for lotteries. We're going to discuss lottery number three and lottery number four today. And um, after that, the next two Mishnayos discuss the various parts of the Karban Atamid, the Avodos that were done as well. At, that's mission number two. Mission number three discusses various other Karbanas. So let's go. Let's get into uh, today's daf, and we'll discuss each step of the Mishnah as we move along. Beautiful, beautiful daf today. Let's get going. Hapayas Hashlishi. All right, we all have the place? Yeah? 26A. Hapayas Hashlishi. The third lottery. Chadoshim leketeres bo'u v'hafisu. Very interesting. And that is that the only, by the third lottery and the third lottery alone, only the Kohanim that never did the ketores before were permitted to take part. Okay? By lotteries one, two, and four, any Kohen that was part of the base Av, part of that group for that day, was permitted to do the Avodah, but the Ketores is, as we're going to explain in the Gemara, was only, we only included Kohanim that weren't Zaycha to ever have done the Ketores before. Varavi, and the fourth lottery, that was again Chadoshim im Yishanim. The new, that, that could be whether you did the Avaidah before, you didn't do the Avaidah before, and it was, the fourth lottery was, Mi Maila Ivarim Min HaKevesh Lamizbeach. Who brings the Ivarim up the Kabesh to the Mizbeach? Okay? The Ivarim of the Korban Atom. And like we explained with the whole Machlaikas yesterday, the four way Machlaikas, as to what the order uh, of the limbs actually were when they were brought up. But that was the fourth lottery. Okay. Says Zok the Gemara. Here we go. There was never in history, just giving us a statement, that a Kohen ever did the Kataris more than once. Okay? Fascinating. The Keteris was never done twice by any particular kind. My time, uh, why not? The Keteris, to burn the Keteris, was a segula for wealth. It was a segula for wealth. And therefore, if somebody was already zaycha in bringing the Keteris, you got to spread the wealth. Let somebody else have that segula. All right? And therefore, once somebody did it, you did it, you got your segula out, let's give somebody else that opportunity. Which, practically speaking, um, there are those who are makbid to say the pita makateris every day. Those who are makbid to say the kateris. And it's supposed to be a segula for parnasa to recite, uh, to recite the kateris. And it's based off of this Gemara Yuma, Daf, Chav, Vav. Now, additionally, there's a, there's a message. Unfortunately, we don't yet have the kateris. Hopefully, we'll have it on Sunday. Mashiach comes, the, the mayor of Yamena will have the Beis HaMikdash back. However, there, you know, we should take this as a message for nowadays as well. You know, very often there are things that are, you know, segulas for parnasa, segulas for various things, for children, for shidduchim, for that. Listen, if so, it, what we learn from this Gemara is, is that don't hog it. Don't hog it. If you had an opportunity for a segula, give somebody else the opportunity. You know, like, a, you know, a kvater... Uh, or, or we'll call a sandik is somebody, it says a sandik is a, is a segula for ashiras, it's a segula for wealth as well. So 
um, you know, if you have a choice and they're both equal for somebody and somebody can use that segula, why not pass it over to that person? Why not? Okay? So just something to keep in mind. The, the, the need to think broader. All right. What's the reason that the Gataris is a Segula for Parnasa? Ilim, if you're going to say, You should put your Gataris in front of Hashem. Then Hashem's going to bless all your Chela, all of your possessions and everything that you have. Then why only by the Gataris is a Segula for Hashiras? We're making it sound like it's unique. We should say the same thing for a carbon ayla, and we know that by a carbon ayla, we don't demand that a different kayan brings the carbon uh, ayla every time. Okay, we don't do that. So if the whole zakh is based upon this pasuk that that we should spread it for the kataris, do it as well for for a carbon ayla. It's a good uh, shaila that Rav Papa is asking Abaye. So we're still looking for the source. It's we're assuming the source is not the the yasimu ba'pecha and baruch hashem chelai because then we would apply it to an ayla. So Amar Le'abai says, Ha shchicha v'ha lo'i shchicha. He says, no, that is the source. However, ha shchicha v'ha lo'i shchicha. We know that the carbon ayla was brought very often and it offered many opportunities for people to become wealthy. Therefore, we weren't makbid. We weren't so careful about uh, kayan repeating because there's many opportunities present itself. However, the, the kitaires, which was not common, uh, it was a lot, or it was a lot less common. So that one, we made sure to spread the love, you know, to spread the wealth around. Amar Rava, Rava says, we're not going to go on a little, uh, 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 just a very short tangent. You're only allowed to paskin shilas. In order to paskin shilas, you either have to come from shevet levi, or from shevet yisachar. Why? Levi it says they teach Mishpatim to call Yisrael. Yeah, so Levi are the Torah leaders. Yisachar, and hey, know about Shevet Yisachar, they're also led a paskin. That the children of Yisachar, they're Yaydei Bina, they have the knowledge, the Itim at the times, Ladas Kano, Mayasi Yisrael, what should Yisrael do? Says the Gemara, why only Levi and Yisachar? Why should only they, why should they be the ones? That um, paskin, okay. So, the Gemara answers. Why don't you you say that uh, Yehuda also is descendant shapaskin because it says Yehuda mechayke they make the chukim they make the decrees. And for the Gemara, we're just talking about we're not talking about regular uh, Torah teachings. We're talking about people who are paskining. Aliba Deshmaitza according to Halacha. Period. Okay, end of that little tangent. Now, just to keep this practical, you know, if you if you take a, a census of Rabbanim around the United States or Rabbanim around uh, Eretz Yisrael or in various countries, are you gonna are they gonna be primarily Leviim and Yisachar? Is that where they're gonna be from? Highly doubtful, right? Highly doubtful that if you make a room full of Rabbanim. You're going to have about 50% of them Levi, and the other 50% are going to be unsure. We'll say, oh, you're probably a Sacher. So rather, what this means is as follows. What this is referring to is that we know that every Yid is created with particular mazel, with particular angles that are, you know, and directions that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends that person to. And primarily, this is a, this is a generalization, the, the Mepharshim explained to us. 
that when you that people who come from Levi and people who come from Yisrael are going to be you know have that neck so to speak to, so to speak to be leaders in psak halacha. But it doesn't mean if you're from a different shade that you can't bask, and that's not what we are referring to. We don't make a pious, all right? We don't make a lottery for the Tamid Shabbin Arbayim. We know that there were two Korban Tamids brought daily in the Beis Hamikdash, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Whichever Kohen won the lottery to serve the Ola, the Tamid, in the morning, he also was Eichet to do the afternoon as well. They asked a challenging question on this statement. <laughs> the price says specifically that we have a whole separate lottery. And the same way we have a lottery in the morning, there's another lottery in the afternoon. Let me ask you a question. If the guy doing it in the morning, if the guy doing it in the morning is the same guy doing it in the afternoon, why are you making a lottery? He's going to be doing it anyway. Answer the Gemara, Kitanya, he, No, the afternoon is referring to Kitaris, okay? Because the Kitaris, we, as we said earlier, only one person was allowed to offer the Kitaris. And, uh, and therefore, the, whoever offered the Kataris in the morning was not allowed to offer the Kataris in the afternoon. Says the Gemara of Atani, but we learned that there's another, Lai uh, means for it, there's another lottery for the Karban Hatamid. So it seems to imply that, and keep in mind, this is a grammar question because the, um, the word Lai seems to. Uh, seems to be talking about the the male Ayla. Otherwise, it would have said law, referring to the Kataris. So the Gemara is asking, it seems that the lottery was actually done for the carbon Ayla slash Tamid. And therefore, we have a Raisa telling us there was a, that not only is there a second lottery for the Kataris, there's also a second lottery for an Ayla. Says the Gemara, okay, change Lai to La. Ema La. No, we're referring to the Kataris. All right, the Kataris was done twice. And when we originally said the statement of low we're just it was a it was a um, um, you know we misspoke so to speak it's it's kashem shachris same way there's lottery for it the katoras in the morning so do we have another one in the afternoon says the gemara um, for one second but then we learned in abraisa you see the word low is specific and the word la is specific so don't tell me oh we just misspoke so to speak you know it was uh, we, we misspoke and we when we said low we really meant law it's not possible because there's a brisa that says both low and law so that means each one is specific says that brisa is dealing with Shabbos, Hayulam Mishmaris Mishachis. On Shabbos, there's a new group of Gehanim that come in, and Mamela in the afternoon when the new group is showing up, we got to do a uh, a brand new lottery even for the Karbanat Tamid in the afternoon. However, on a standard weekday, Sunday through Friday, the whoever does the Tamid in the morning will be the same person to do the Tamid in the afternoon. Says the Gemara, Lamai Dusalakadaitemeikara. But according to our Havamina, according to what we thought, okay, this is what we thought originally, we're now going to have too many lotteries because we said that the Kahanim gathered together how many times a day? Four times a day, the first lottery for the Karbanat, for, for the Chumas Adashen, right? And the other two went together with it. We had lottery one, lottery two, all the Kahanim included in those. Lottery number three for the Kitaris was only for Kahanim, never did it before. Lottery number four, was for everybody, but if it's true 
that they had an additional lottery in the afternoon. So now there's five times where we're gathering together. The Gemara says, That what happens is like this. The Kahanim come in the morning. The Zachi Bei Shachris Zachi, the Zachi Ba'arvis Zachri. That all the Kahanim, even when it was a changeover day, you didn't have Kahanim showing up in the afternoon. Rather, they all joined together. And therefore, whoever, everybody was included. And therefore, Taka, whoever won the Karban Atomit in the morning, um, uh, also um, uh, was Zaycha to do it in the, he was Zaycha to do it in the morning. And whoever won the afternoon one was Zaycha to do the Karban Atomit in the afternoon. Okay. So what you see here is like this. What the Gemara answered is a beautiful, it's a, it's a, I don't want to call it necessarily an escape, an escape valve from the question. But that's basically what we did. And we, we kept with the opinion that there actually was two lotteries. One for the Tumit in the morning, one for the Tumit in the afternoon. I, we said, but they only gathered together four. And if they're going to be gathering, if there's another one in the afternoon, it's going to be five. Answer the Gemara, no. You know why? Because even the afternoon Kahanam showed up in the morning for the lottery. It's at the same time of the gathering for the Tumit of the morning, we also, at that same gathering, did the lottery for the afternoon. So Taka, it happened that it was still four times throughout the day that the Kahanim banded together for the lottery. There was no fifth time. The Mela, we, you know, we're covering ourselves from both sides. We're saying, yes, there was an additional lottery, but there's not an additional gathering. And the question was, you can't have an additional gathering. There's not, there was an additional gathering at the same time that there was a gathering for the morning, yeah, the afternoon. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Two dots. We're now getting to the wide lines on the bottom of Chav Vav Omod Aleph. Let's keep going. By the fourth lottery, everybody was together. Whether a Kayin did it, did the Avaida before for bringing the limbs up the Mizbeach, up the ramp, or not, all Kahanim were able to get involved. My seasons like Rebbe Lazar Yaakov, our mission is not following the opinion of Rebbe Lazar Yaakov. The Tanakh we learned in the Mishnah, Rebbe Lazar Yaakov, Rebbe Lazar Yaakov says, Hamayle Baram Lekavesh, the one who brings the limbs of the Karbanayla up the ramp. He's the same one who brings them up on the Mizbeach. It is. So whoever, uh, whoever brings it up the Kevesh is also placing it down on top of the Mizbeach. It's the same thing. Okay? Whoever, was, whoever gathers it, okay, whoever, I'm sorry, whoever carried, yeah, gathered together the limbs and carried it up the Mizbeach is going to bring it all the way up on top. Okay? However, um, the, 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 let the Gemara explain for that. I'll let the Gemara talk for me. Here we go. Says the Gemara, but my Kamifiki. Marsavar, our Tanakama holds the Rav Am Hadras Melech. We know there's a concept that the more people that are involved in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the greater HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, kingdom is. Okay? And therefore, it was always worth it to have an additional Kayan helping out. Interestingly, if you want to ask a, a uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a play on words. That's the truth. But if you want to say, in what way is Hashem dependent? If Hashem is the ultimate independent, in what way is Hashem completely dependent on us? It's a very interesting thing. The answer is, in service of Hashem. And I'll prove it to you. I'll explain what I mean. Baraivam Hadras Melech means a kingdom is only great if it has subjects. If you say, somebody says, I'm a king. You say, oh, really? Yeah, who are you the king of? I'm the king of 
um, my brother and my uncle. You're like, wow, very not impressive. <laughs> you know, who are you the king of? I'm the king of uh, 81st Street. Yeah, okay, very nice. So you just decide. The greater the kingdom, the greater the king. The more subjects that exist in the kingdom, the greater the king is. That's what it means, Brahman Hajj Melech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is dependent on us to build his Malchus. And it's not just going to happen because we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the Yir HaShemayim and the service of Hashem is up to us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts that one thing in our control. So we really have the opportunity. This is not a limiting part of Hashem, Chas v'shalom, just the opposite. It's an opportunity for us. We have the tremendous opportunity to, in, in our Avedas Hashem, to be those Yidin that we can be so that HaKadosh glory keeps spreading further and further because we're now part of those, those subjects. So we, we know, but there are as a general rule. The more people that are part of something, the greater the greater the, the honor. Umar Savar, who says that it was the same Kayin who carries up the ramp, brings top of the Mizveach, says, You got to, not too many people. All right, you got to be careful. So it's a beautiful, beautiful machlaikas. Each one has the cover of Hashem in the forefront of their mind. Except our Tanakhama says like this. There's a concept, the more people involved in a mitzvah, the greater the honor. And therefore, you know, have one kayin carry it up to the Kadesh, and another kayin should take it and bring it onto the Mizbech. Because you have more people in, uh, being osek the mitzvah. That was the Tanakhama. Our Rebbe Yaakov says, you know, I get you. You know, I get, I get you, Tanakhama. But, you know, there's another concept, which is, makam When it comes to holiness, it's not for everybody. It, it shouldn't become normal. And therefore, the less people um, involved and the, the more one person does it by themselves and doesn't make it look like it's, a, like it's difficult to do. Rather, this is something that I, I want to do. And when you want to do something, you do it the whole way. You don't just, you know, you don't just do it, uh, you don't just do it uh, partially. Okay? So that overrides, says Rebbe that Svara overrides, and therefore it's better to have one person do both the bringing up the ram and putting it on top of the Mizbeach. Okay. Very good. Omar Rav. Rav says, Lair Blaz bin Yaakov Islay Reb Yehuda. Reb Blaz bin Yaakov does not agree with Reb Yehuda. Velay Reb Yehuda Islay Reb Blaz bin Yaakov. And Reb Yehuda does not agree with Reb Elazar, Reb Eliezer ben Yaakov. Okay. The um, Imkain, because if they would agree with each other, Batsruluhu Payasais, then you would even have less um, than four gatherings. Now, again, let's go back to what we said. Let's talk outside. We said that Kahanim gathered together four times a day. All right? Now, what were they to gather together for? So, like we explained in the Mishnah, the first one was the Truma Sadashan along with the other two. The second lottery was the Tumblr. The third one was the Keteris. And the fourth one was the carrying of the limbs. Okay? Now, According to Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, he says that there was, that there's no need to have a lottery to decide who's going to carry the limbs. There's no need for that, because whoever's bringing it on the Mizbeach is going to do that. Okay, whoever's taking care of the last step of the Tamid is going to be doing that as well. So, says Rashi to explain, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, what, why did we have the, the, the fourth lottery? 
So that was to decide who's going to bring the coals for the Kateris. While Rabbi Yehuda held that the coals for the Kateris went along with the Kateris itself. So we didn't need that. Mamela, his fourth one is so Gishmak. And therefore his fourth one needs to be the bringing up, uh, bringing up on the ramp. And if you're going to find a Tana who says that they gathered together five times, top of Chavav, Amud, Beis, Ahud, like Rabbi Lozman Yaakov, Udalaik, Rabbi Yehuda, that whoever's going to say that is not going to be following Rabbi Lozman Yaakov, and it's not going to be following Rabbi Yehuda either, because again, each one of them does agree with four. They're just going to argue over what the fourth lottery was exactly for period. End of that Gemara, end of that Mishnah and Gemara. Now we move on to the second Mishnah of our Daf, which is going to get, is going to focus strictly on the actual Avaida of the Karban HaTomet. So here we go. Tomet Karabatisha. The Karban HaTomet had nine Kehanim sometimes by nine, uh, with nine people. Basara with ten, Ba'akadas or eleven, B'Shnei Masar or twelve. Okay, sometimes the Tumba was brought with nine Kayanim, ten Kayanim, eleven Kayanim, twelve Kayanim. You never had less than nine Kayanim working on the Tumid, and you never had more than twelve Kayanim working on the Tumid. Ketzai. So let's go through this. Give me an example, says the Mishnah. Atzmai Betisha. Okay? The Karban HaTumid itself. On a regular Karban HaTumid, standard day, it always needed nine. Always needed nine. And the Mishnah prior, a few daf ago, explained what the nine were, right? We needed five for the Tumid itself. Um, and then we had the, the Menachas and the pouring, so on, and so everything else that came along with it. We counted up to nine. That's standard Tumid. Okay. Chag. What about on Sukkot? So, Biyad Echad Tzluchis Shalmayim. One of the Kehanim held a jug of oil, a jug of water. Why? Because we know that there was water poured together with the carbon atomic on Sukkis, the Nisuch HaMayim, so you needed a Kayin to carry the Mayim. So you had 10. Harikan Asar. Mishnah does the math for us. Hu Atmai Betisha. The Tamid itself had nine. Ushnayim Biyadam Shnei, I skipped. Biyad Echaz Ushamayim. Harikan Asar. Okay, Bein Arbayim. I'm sorry. Bein Arbayim. I'm going to go back. In the uh, Tumid in the afternoon. Got it? I skipped a couple words. Bein Arbayim in the afternoon. Who? Ba'achad Asar. That is going to have 11 Kayhanim involved. Why? Who? Atzmai Betisha. The Tumid itself needs the nine. Who? Shnayim Biyodom Shnei Gizrei Eitzim. And two of them held the Shnei Gizrei Eitzim, the two pieces of wood that needed to be added to the fire. B'Shabbos. On Shabbos. Ba'achad Asar. So it's uh, there were eleven kahanim. Who asked my betisha? Ushnayim biyadam shnei b'zichi levaina shalachem aponim. The other ones were the two of them were holding the levaina that were to be put on the table with the lechem aponim. Ube Shabbos Shabbosaychachag, and on Shabbos that falls out on Sukkis, then biyada echad tzluchas shamayim. You also had the tzluchas shamayim. Hence, interestingly, the Mishnah doesn't give us the number, but that is going to be the number twelve. Okay, so sometimes you have, um, sometimes you have nine, sometimes you have ten, sometimes eleven, sometimes twelve. All right, zokt der gemara says the gemara. Amr Rabba v'tim Rami Barchama v'tim Rabbi Yechner Rabba says, and some say it was Rami Barchama, some say, and others say it was Rabbi Yechner. So three-way dispute as to who uh, authored this statement, but the statement is as follows: 
You only have the, the pouring of the water with the morning coming, not the afternoon coming. Where do you get that from? Since it says in the Mishnah, on Shabbos, on Sukkot, one of them was holding a jug of water. That's how we know that it was only done in the morning. How so? Because these so I don't know if you and asking, if you tell me that they also did it in the afternoon, one second. Then on 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 a, on Sukkis, on a regular weekday of Sukkis, you're also going to have 12 because you're going to have the water pouring in the afternoon. For the fact that you're only counting it on Shabbos is a raya that it only took place in the morning and it did not take proof in in uh, the afternoon. And Amar Ravashi, and Ravashi says, You know, we talked to learn this in the Mishnah. The one who poured the water, we said, Oh, start pouring. Yeah, pick up your hand. Start pouring. One time, the Kayan poured it on top of his feet instead of pouring it directly onto the, uh, into the bowl that was sitting on the ground because he wanted to splash and not do it correctly. The Tzdukim held, I'll pee just the Tzdukim in the Taira, that it wasn't supposed to be directly into the bowl. And everybody stoned him with their Esroigim. Okay? You learn from here. How do you see this from here? Where do you see this from? You ready? How many people do you know show up with their lulav and esrog in the afternoon for mincha? Gunisht. Yeah? Right? When do we take our, our lulav and esrog? In the morning. We take lulav and esrog in the morning. And therefore, it must be that the pouring took place only, uh, only in the, in the, by the tamid shell shachar. And, um, and it, it didn't take place in the afternoon. Okay? So, again... We have a proof from both the amount of numbers, the way that number 12 was written in the Mishnah, that it was not done the afternoon, as well as Ravashi says the story, you see from the story, that the uh, wine pouring was done in the mornings, because when this guy tried pouring it onto his feet, so everybody threw their stones at him, uh, threw their uh, esregim uh, at him. I don't know what they did with all the jelly afterwards. Chvesnish, they gave it to, uh, you know, gave it to people to have an easy labor or something. Chvesnish. All right, here we go. Here we go. Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Let's go right there. Ah, coming at a He says, How do you know that the tumid in the afternoon needs two pieces of wood to be added to the fire by Kaihanim? You should set up the wood. If we're not dealing with the Tamar Shal Shachar, already discussed the wood that gets put by the Tamar Shal Shachar. It must be referring to adding the wood by the Tamar Shal Bein Ha'arabayim. And since it says that 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 they arranged, that they set up the wood, it must be referring to the afternoon. Maybe both Shukm are dealing with the Tamar Shal Shachar, and and maybe the Torah is telling us you should put down two pieces of wood and then another two pieces of wood, both in the morning. Says Gemara, no. We'd also say and light it and light it. You should write that twice because you're putting down the wood twice. And it doesn't say that. So it must be you're lighting it once and putting down wood once. So when's the next putting down of wood? Only in the afternoon. Ask the Gemara, if the Torah only says, I would have... Um, I, the Gemara responds to that and says, no, that's not necessarily a proof. Because if it would have written Ubir... Havamina, I would have thought to say, in that one Kayan should put down the piece of wood. Trelai, but you don't need two Kahanim. Kamashla, and therefore it says, Va'archu ate him. They 
set up the wood, to say that, uh, I'm sorry, maybe, so maybe Taka, that's what it wants to teach us, that, that the way it works is that first one Kayim puts down two pieces of wood and then two Kahanim put down pieces of wood. The Gemara says that's not shy, it's not possible to be the explanation because in Cain, if so, name a crow, beer, ubi, Then the Torah should say, ubiar, he lights the wood, lights the fire, ubiaroi, and they should light. First it should say he, singular for one Kayim, and afterwards, oh, two Kahanim are putting down the wood, it says they light it. Inami, or it would say va'arach va'archu, okay. Or it would say he arranges and then they arrange it. Mayu bi'er va'archu. What does it mean? He lights and they arrange. It must be that we're dealing with the morning, the tamid shel shel shachris, and uh, and then the where, where there was one piece of wood, where there was one kayim, and then you have the tamid shel bein arbayim, where you have two kayhanim. Tani rebchia rebchia taught us payis pa'omim shleisha oser. Yeah. Listen to this. Sometimes this lottery had 13 winners. Pa'amim arba asr. And sometimes the lottery of the Tamid had 14 winners. Pa'amim chamisha asr. And sometimes there were 15 winners. Pa'amim shisha asr. And sometimes there were 16 winners. Okay? For, again, the second lottery where, where we were choosing for the carbon hatam. Now, um, in our in our uh, Mishnah, what did we say? We said that according to our Tana, we and for how many kahanim were part of the carbon hatamid? A minimum of nine and a maximum of sixteen. Okay, I'm sorry, a minimum of 9 and a maximum of 13. Uh, yeah, uh, 9 to 13. Now, um, Rabbi Chia taught us that you never have more than 16. Says the Gemara of Hatanya Shiva Asar. There's another Bryce that says even 17. Ahu, the like Rabbi Loz ben Yaakov, Elek Rabbi Yudah. That's not following Rabbi Loz ben Yaakov. Rather, it's following Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Now, what is this referring to over here? So, the way it worked was as follows. On a, let, let's deal with a um, case of our Mishnah. Let's just give an example. Because our Mishnah says you need nine for this specific carbon. And then we're saying, oh, you're going up to 13 winners. How is that possible? So, the way it's possible is because you only, only from nine to 13 are part of the carbon atomic. But the other things that needed to be chosen, such as the carrying of the water, so on and so forth, and on, and, uh, on Shabbos, you have uh, the Levina that were placed there. All of a sudden, you're going up because you have 13 for the Tumid. You're going to have on, on Sukkot, one carrying the Nisach HaMayim. Now you're up to 14. Two are needed on Shabbos for the Levina Lechem HaPanim. So you're going to have 16 winners, but 13 of those winners are part of the Karbanat Tumid. Okay? 13 have to do with the Karbanat Tumid. And then there's three additional... So one said, I, what about 17? So that's what Gemara says. That's what, that's, uh, we're not dealing with the Rebbe Yaakov. Rather, we're dealing with Rebbe, the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda, again, who argued on Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, who, uh, who held that it was done by the same Kai, who was done, held up by the same Kaihanim. So if you split up the Kain who carried it up the ramp and the Kain who put it on top, because of the Rovam Hadras Melech, like we said earlier, Yotaka get to 17. Period. End of that Mishnah and discussion.
concerning how many kaihanim were needed for the carbon atomid. And now the final mission on today's daf, we're going to discuss how many kaihanim are needed for various carbonis. Ayol kara ba'achad azar, an ayol, a ram, always had 11 kaihanim working for it. Now the ayol is referring to the carbon musaf. Okay? Habosar b'chamisha. The meat of the ayol had five kaihanim. Hakarvayim vasoilus vayayim. Excuse me, then he had the kerbaim, he had the insides, the fine flour and the wine. B'shnei masar, tu kahanim, par kareb besim ba'arba. And when you have a, a bull, that was makrib with esrim ve'arba. Okay, they also would bring a bull as a carbon musaf. Haraish v'aregel. You needed the raish v'aregel, haraish v'echad, v'aregel b'shnayim. It was very large. Ha'okitz v'aregel, ha'okitz b'shnayim, v'aregel b'shnayim. All, all these things needed two to carry it. Ha'chaza v'agira, the breast and the neck. So, who carried a chazib echad v'agira Very interesting. Okay, the the neck needed three kaihanim, and um, because it included the upper part of the chest, so you had various parts of the vital organs as well. You had the the, the heart and the lungs and so on and so forth. Shnei yadayim bishnayim. The two front, the two hands, right? The two front legs was two, Ushnei Defanas Bishnayim, the two flanks by two, Hakarbayim Vasoilus Vayayim, then he had the innards, the fine flour and the wine, Bishleisha Shleisha. So each of those needed three Kaihanim, you hit us. So you have 15 plus nine, you get 24. The Medvar when is this true? Bukabonus Sibur. When they would bring the ram and the bull for a carbon Sibur, but Bukabon Yachid, but when these animals were brought as a carbon Yachid, an individual carbon, Emratza Lahakrib, Makrib. If one Kayan wants to deal with the whole thing, he's able to do so. Have Shaitan, what about being paishit them, skinning them, vinituchan, and cutting them up, shall elu ve'elu shavim. Okay, so um, whether it is a private carbon or whether it is a carbon of the community, so it could be done by anybody. Okay, and uh, by anybody means, says Rashi, we're going to see a little bit later, it refers even to a non-kayan. There's no specific amount of the people that are allowed to take part in the skinning of the animal. Says the Gemara. Let's see if we should hold it here. Let's see if we should hold it here. I think so. Let's hold it here. Bez Hashem on Matzi Shabbos. We will, tomorrow's a little bit of a shorter daf. So we'll, we'll chazer over the Mishnah to get our heads back in the game. And uh, we'll pick up from the Gemara, Bez Hashem, on Matzi Shabbos at 9.30. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.